hearing the voice of God so we know what to do. And uh, so I thought this would be just a great series to go through so that you and I can sharpen, can fine tune our ears, our spirit uh, to hear the voice of God. So that's what we're uh, going to be going through today. And, and today we're starting out with the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit speaks and how we can hear him next week. Uh, the Gideons are going to be with us, and of course, we know when the Gideons come, Mr. Stowe and Dwayne and um, Dean, Tommy, yeah, Tommy's back there. Hey, Tommy, thanks for making us sound good today, by the way, So, and, and Rachel, thank you so much, all the media people that are back there, um, but they're going to be with us next week, and we have an opportunity to give, so I want you to bring your checkbooks, I want you to bring your wallets uh, to be able to give to the, the ministry of the Gideons, because what they do is spread the word of God around the world, and uh, we want to give to that, so within this, what they're going to be talking about is how we hear the voice of God through His Word. That's very important. We're going to touch on that a little bit today, uh, but, but our main focus today is the voice of the Holy Spirit and how He, well, speaks through the Word. Now, there are many people who do not believe that God speaks to people. That was just in the news recently, what was it, two, three months ago? Uh, maybe it was longer than that. But this past week, um, <laughs> I did a little Google search. I had to go back, but I went back to listen to Joy Behar, who was on The View. Um, <laughs> she was criticizing those who say Jesus talks to them. She was equating the vice president with someone who was hearing voices. Now, this is not a political commentary that I'm going into. You know, I, I, I pray for joy. I pray for folks who have the same philosophy and thinking that she does. I think it's very important that the church prays for people uh, in that sense. But she was equating him and believers with people who, who you, you hear voices. You know, you're, you're just, you're crazy. Well, depending on your background, you may also not believe that God speaks to, to people. You know, maybe you come from a church background where, you know, that's just, you heard the voice of God through the priest or through the minister or whatever. Or maybe you didn't grow up in church at all. And so this is a whole, you know, new idea of what you're learning as well. So the, type, the kind of church you grew up in, whether you grew up in church or not. As a matter of fact, several, as I watched this whole interview, it was about 10 minutes, um, several of the ladies that were on this show, they said that they were Christians, but God didn't tell them what to do. And, you know, I, I thought that interesting. And I know that we're all in different places in our walk with the Lord. Some of us have heard the voice of God. Not, I'm not talking necessarily audibly like you're hearing me now. Right? So we're all in different places, and I pray that these ladies one day are able to hear the voice of God. And, and, and I'll say this, I think they have heard the voice of God if they're believers. They just, it's not like what, what you're hearing right now. But here's the reality. God indeed speaks to His people. He talks to us every single day. It's just a matter of turning, tuning in the radio so to speak, the radio of our heart, the radio of our mind, just dialing in. Now, we, today we have digital radio, so we don't have to necessarily turn the little dial just to get the AM station in. I'm old enough to remember that. Not quite old enough to remember the 8-tracks, but I think I would love to have an 8-track player now. You know, that would be so cool in a classic car. But anybody, you know what an 8-track is, Nathan? <laughs> Hannah? And Hannah knows what an 8-track is, so my son is like, I've been a horrible father. I need to tell you what an 8-track is. 
But in this series, we're going to show that God does speak to his people through the Holy Spirit, the scriptures, wise counsel, authority, as I said, and words of prophecy. Now, I didn't have you turn to John chapter 10, verse 4, but you can write this down. I just want to read this scripture. It says, after Jesus had gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Now, what does that tell us right off the get-go? That Jesus, that the Holy Spirit has a voice and he speaks to his followers. And he equates us to sheep who follow the shepherd. Um, you know, I don't know if there's too many sheep herders in here. Uh, I've seen some sheep around Mooresville. They're pretty cool animals. Uh, they're fluffy <laughs> and, and all those things. But I've heard a lot of stories about sheep. I've been around horses. I've been around uh, cows and all those kind of things. I'm not a cowboy by any means. Right, Clint? <laughs> not, nothing like that. But I've been around herding animals. I've been around when, you know, you call the animals at feeding time. What's going to happen? They're going to come running. We had um, a, a friend of ours. He raised red Angus beef. Well, they were cows, but they were eventually going to become beef. And so um, he went on vacation one time and, and he asked the boys and my wife and I, really the boys and, and the boys, if they wanted to come feed the cows while he was going to you know, make sure they had the hay so they couldn't lift up the bales of hay and throw them over and all that stuff. So anyway, um, we're, we're out, the, the cows are way out in pasture. And so he told us, I forgot how he did it now, but he told us the secret way uh, to call them and they would, woo, or something like that. I don't know what his code was, but we called them. And these big thousands and thousands of pound animals with pencil for legs come running. And my wife is all, they're going to break their legs running that fast. But there was something about recognition of a voice that they heard, even if it wasn't Mark, the, my friend, but they, the sound that was made, they knew it was feeding time. So there was a recognition. Well, that's what Jesus is saying. My sheep, they're going to follow me. They're going to know the voice. They're going to know the things that are said, and they will know how to. Jesus wants his people to hear his voice and to know his voice. Now, again, as I said, the word of God is our ultimate authority. If you want to hear the voice of God, if you want to know what God is saying, open this up every single day. Open up this Bible and you will hear the voice of God. Yesterday, there was a few guys who gathered at... Um, the Community Pregnancy Center, they had gotten a new uh, building outside, it was, what, a 10 by 12 building, something like that, that was out there. We were building shelves so that they could utilize that. And, you know, one of the things when, when we get together, we, we'll bring up what God spoke to us that morning. So what uh, Mr. Wayne and I were talking, and um, then Danny showed up, and, and Tim finally came. <sighs> He did a great job. He led the whole project. But we were just talking about what God had spoken. To. Well, I, I kind of started it off because I was reading something that really got my attention. But then we began discussing the Word of God and what it means, what we've heard God say through these things and what Tim had heard that week on the radio and what Mr. Stowe had read. And, and Danny was right in there in the mix and, and we were all talking. We were hearing the voice of God and we were sharing it with one another. And it came from God's Word. So I want to encourage you, if you are not reading the Word every day, pick it up every day, even if it's one scripture, to hear the voice of God. Let's look at this for a moment, though. Think about it. 
When Jesus ascended to heaven, he left us the Holy Spirit. There's many scriptures that will talk about that. He says, I have to go because if I don't go, then, or when I go, I will send you another helper. But if I don't go, I can't send you another helper. He won't be with you. But he left us the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who inspired the uh, apostles and the disciples to write the New Testament. At that point, all they had was the law or the Torah. The Torah is, is, a, is a, the first five books of the Bible that's there. That's all they had to go on. But in order to get the New Testament, in order to get the Word of God, Jesus left His Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit was also present in the Holy Spirit telling these guys what to write. So we understand that the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to the heart of man, is how the Bible was written. And this is our ultimate authority. The voice of the Holy Spirit is powerful and inspiring. Now, here's what we understand. When God speaks to us today, we're not going to write a new book of the Bible, okay? But we are going to write, we may write down some things, what God spoke to us through what we heard from the Holy Spirit. And our checkpoint that we'll see here in just a moment is this, does it line up with the Word of God? Okay, but God speaks. So we'll get into all that here in just a moment. How do I know if it's God? How do I not? Because we hear from all kinds of things. We hear the Holy Spirit. There may be times when we hear an evil spirit. You know, you see the cartoons of the little angel on one shoulder and the, the devil on the other shoulder. And which, which one are you going to listen to? We even hear our own spirit in our mind from time to time. God, is this just me or is this you? God, is this the devil talking to me or is this myself or is it the Holy Spirit? So let's look at how we know the difference. I had you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 is where we're going to start. And um, we're going to go down through verse 13. So, it says this. That is what the Scriptures... I just picked up my Bible. Let me refocus. That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But it was to us that God revealed these things. How? By His Spirit. Right. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thought except the person's own spirit. So I, I don't know what Dean is thinking right now, right? I don't know what you all, I don't know what Clint is thinking right now. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but the Spirit, you know what you're thinking, and so does, so does the Holy Spirit. So, um, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so that we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. So how do we hear? It's through the voice of the Holy Spirit. How can we determine um, what, whether what we're doing is from the Lord or, or whether it's not? Again, we're going to look into this just a little bit more. But if we want to hear the voice, if we want to hear the plans that God has, we must be in tune with the Holy Spirit. How do I get in tune with the Holy Spirit? I pray. I ask God, Lord, will you please talk to me? And, I, and, I, and I, here's another thing. This is not part of the notes today, but when I'm praying... 
Often I like to talk a lot when I pray. But the biggest part of prayer is listening. It's okay to be quiet. In our society, we, we're not quiet. The music is always playing. The TV is always on. There's always the kids talking or your spouse talking or works talking or, or whatever it is. But it's in those quiet moments that we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit as, he's, as He speaks to us. The Holy Spirit reveals God's purposes for us. Just like what I just read here. Let me pull this back up again. It says, the enemy of your destiny desires to take you from problem to problem. God always takes you from glory to glory. The Holy Spirit is revealing those purposes from God, what those things are. And Paul shows us in verse 13 that he heard the words of the Holy Spirit to explain the spiritual truths. When people come to you for advice, when people come to you from, for counsel, one, I believe those are moments that God sets up especially if they're people who don't know the Lord or maybe new in their walk with the Lord. Why is that? Because God knows he can trust you. I want to be the kind of person that God can trust to give advice. That happens through hearing the Holy Spirit, and that happens through being in the Word of God. And, and I've, I've heard folks talk, why is it that people always come to me for advice? Why is it that people come to me when they're down? Why? You know what? Because God can trust you because you have his word in your spirit and there's something in them that is drawn to you. Do you want to be a helper of people? Hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and be in God's word. Keep your place in 1 Corinthians, but turn with me to John 16. We're going to come right back to 1 Corinthians. Turn with me to John 16. I love the Word of God and the instruction that it brings, don't you? John 16, we're going to look at verse 13 through 15 here. And it says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, who's the Spirit of truth? It's the Holy Spirit, right? He will guide you into some of the truth that you need. All truth he will, like, he will uh, bring you into. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. So the Holy Spirit here is speaking what God tells him, what the Father is saying. That's, that's the message that the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all truth and he will speak what he has been told to say. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks what Jesus says. He speaks what the Father says. God wants to talk to you. Amen. God desires to talk to you. So what does this look like practically? Uh, I want to give you some examples this morning, uh, just from my life, me and Stasha's life, um, what this looks like practically. So go back with me just a few years. We're not going to go back very far. When I was a little boy, <laughs> we're not going to go back very far. Um, this was the time... And I know some of you have heard this story, so bear with me. This was the time when Stasha and I, we had been at our first assignment for 10 years, and we were loving life. You know, life was really good. God was calling us out. And so as I began to look back on that time frame, I can remember reading some scriptures uh, really in the Old Testament. God speaks through the Old Testament, which is really cool, isn't it, Miss Beth? <laughs> He'll speak through all of the scriptures. But I was reading about how Moses and the children of Israel were crossing 
the sea to be able to get to where they were going. Because at one, they had enemies that were pursuing them. But just the crossing process is, is what the Lord was speaking to me about. In that moment, God told Moses, stretch out your rod and the seas will part and you will walk through on dry ground. I sense the Lord at that moment, now this was after the fact, saying, David, I am leading you from your first assignment to your second assignment, uh, which was over in Harrisburg. And you're going to see plainly where you're going. So I knew when I was talking to Pastor Dale, I, we, we, we knew where we were going. So when we announced our resignation uh, from New Hope, there were tears and agony. And I, I, literally, I went kicking and screaming. I, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to. But God made the path, just like these, the aisles here, God made the way perfect. I mean, it was just, it was open. We knew where we were going. Then that time frame was coming to an end because God was going to do something in Stash and me, really our heart for community and our heart for the lost. Because we had served all of our career, uh, ministry career, we had served within the church. Um, so I went in, you've heard this, I went in and I told Pastor Mike, I said, Pastor Mike, God, we just sense the Lord is leading us from here. And he, he said, David, where are you going? I said, I don't know. I have no idea. And he wanted to help. I mean, he was gracious and all that. It just, it didn't work out that way. And so then I was reading through the scriptures and I was like, God, I've got my wife and two little mouths to feed and you want me to resign my position. And as I began to read, I came upon the story where the children of Israel were going to cross the Jordan and the priest had to pick up the presence of the Lord, the ark. And before they went across, the seas didn't part. They had to step into the water. Then the water stopped, and then they could see where they were going. And so the Lord spoke to me, David, the first time you went out, I showed you the way clearly. But this time, I'm requiring you to have a little bit of faith. Are you going to trust me? I heard the voice of God through the scriptures. He showed me that what you are doing, what you have heard is correct. And so much of this was in hindsight. Then, now let's, let's come to just a few months ago, I began to hear, from, really from a lot of you, <laughs> um, and from just other ministry uh, people outside of the church and, and uh, people that I trust, it's time for two services. I want to do two services. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you have kids, I don't want to do it, Mom. I want to do it, Dad. I didn't want to do it. But I began to pray what God was. And then we, we, we were reading the scriptures. We were listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. All kinds of you know, prayers were going up. Talk to the elders, talk to the staff, talk to who, this person, that person. And it was just, it was so clear that this is what we were supposed to do. Can you believe this is our third Sunday doing this? And everything, and there's been a little detail things we need to work on, right? But it has been ordered of the Lord. What are some things that we heard along the way? Well, we heard Joanne Blackman say things like, and we'd heard this even from our own congregation, but make room. So here, here, was, a con, here was a confirmation from someone who doesn't even go to our church, who's a leader within Foursquare, doesn't even go to our church and said, you've got to make room. And so we knew, I say we, I knew because it had to get through my thick skull. Every move has had to go through my thick skull. <laughs> but we knew it was the voice of God. And he was speaking. 
And isn't that the beauty of the Holy Spirit, especially if it involves a big group of people or if it involves your family, that he will speak to everyone who's listening? That's the voice of God. We can hear him. But here's something that we must be aware of, and this is the second area. We must be responsible with the voice of the Holy Spirit, though. We've got to be responsible to what we hear and to what we think we hear. And to, is it God or, or is it not? Go ahead and turn back to, I had you hold your place in 1 Corinthians 2. Let's turn back there and pick up again with verse 14. It says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. Man, that'll preach right there, right? That's something I need to be aware of. Am I seeking God? Am I, when I wake up in the morning, is it a spiritual thing? I'm not talking woo type. Of, I'm just talking, am I in tune? Am I in touch with the voice of the Spirit? Because those who aren't spiritual can't receive, receive truth from the God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these spiritual things, for we have the mind of Christ. Man, that's mind of Christ. What? I have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit living within you who is speaking the things of Christ to you as we are listening, as we have our word open on a daily basis. How do I have the mind of Christ? Because essentially I've put this in my, this word of God in my head, in my heart. Because I'm in it every day. Because I'm praying every single day. Because you're in God's word every day. Because you're praying every day. You know what God uh, what the mind of Christ is, what his will is. But let's talk again about being responsible for what we hear, for what we have heard, for what we have, we'll use the word ingested. When we declare what we feel that God has said, it must be what God has said and not manipulation. Have you known people who've manipulated the word of God to get what they want? Um, oh, yeah, it happens. It happens a lot. Too many preachers, too many individuals, too many people who don't even know the Lord have used the name of God to get their way. And I don't want to, I don't, you guys, I don't like the soapbox a whole lot, but when politicians use the scripture only to get their way, it's sheep's and wolves clothing. When preachers use the word of God to push their own thing, it's, it's messed up. It, it's not according to the word of God. We must be responsible for the voice, uh, for the word that the, the, the Holy Spirit gives to us. And we have to be sure that what God, it is what God has said and we're not trying to manipulate. So how do I know? How do I know if the person that I'm hearing talking to me about the things of God, how do I know? How do I know if, if I'm actually declaring God's word, not my opinion? Let's look at the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to say this. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of, we're going to look at a couple different things here. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of agreement with God's Word. It will always line up with God's Word. 
Going back to John 16, 13 that we just read. He won't speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. See, I am responsible not only to read God's word, but I am responsible to understand it as well. The more I'm in his word, the more I am in church. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there this morning. The more that I am with God's people, hearing teaching, the more opportunities I take advantage of to, even if you're not in church, even if you're out hanging out with your friends like yesterday morning, what were we doing? We were, we were measuring, we were cutting, we were leveling different things, doing all that that we were doing. It was turned out beautiful. Hope it looks good. But we were encouraging one another most of the time. There were a few things that um, Mr. Stowe was picking on me and Tim. But most part of that was encouragement. And so we went to lunch after, and, you know, I just, I heard the guys, man, this has been my highlight of the week. Why is that? Because we were together, and for part of that time, we had a job to do, but for part of that time, we were encouraging in the Word of God and what the Holy Spirit had been speaking. I want to encourage you, and when you have an opportunity to do two different things, and I'm not saying don't go out and have fun, and I went to the car show took my boys last week, and we had a great time out there. I'm not saying don't do things you don't enjoy. Man, bring God into it. When you're hanging out with your boys, when you're hanging out with your girls, when you're hanging out with your wife, when you're hanging out with whoever, even if it's just a little bit, encourage. We're responsible for what we hear. The things that I hear in God's Word, yes, they're for me, but not just for me. So, the voice of the Holy Spirit agrees with the Word of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of encouragement to others. Now, I hit on that just a little bit, but let me explain it just a little bit more. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the encouragement. The Holy Spirit will convict you, okay? The Holy Spirit brings conviction. Uh, write down just John 16, 8 real quick. It says, when He comes, He will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. That's basically saying your action was wrong. That's conviction. You know, you need to straighten up just a little bit. That's the voice that we hear. The Holy Spirit will not condemn you. Romans 8.1 says this, There is now no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Condemnation says this, You are a horrible person. What you did was just, you, you should be so... Show, <laughs> You should be so ashamed of what you had done. The voice of the Holy Spirit is one that will bring correction, but it won't put you down in the meantime. So I have to be responsible with that word. Whenever I am bringing correction, now I know this, may, this is going to be a far stretch example, but Mama Lee does something she shouldn't. That's, that's way out there. Oh, I do. Right. <laughs> when I come to her, it's encouragement in the Word of God. And it may bring some correction to her, but it's, oh, that was horrible. What in the world were you thinking? You, God, can, God cannot honor you for that. You know, God, man, what is that doing? That's bringing, just now, it's, the Scripture says it's God's kindness that brings us to repentance. The repentance process may involve tears, and often does, 
but it's bringing us back into fellowship. So I've got to be responsible, not only with how I'm receiving correction from the Holy Spirit, but how I'm giving it as well. Am I responsible with what God has given me? When I correct my children, is it demeaning them or is it building them up so that they do it right the next time? We're all there, right? I am responsible to encourage others. I am responsible when I allow the Holy Spirit... Uh, let, me, let me change the inflection on that. I am responsible when I allow the Holy Spirit to convict, convict instead of myself condemning others or myself. That's how I responsibly handle the voice of God. And finally, the voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of discernment. I've got to discern at times. I may not know that it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, this is what I am to do. Sometimes I have to discern according to principles that are in God's Word, right? That's discovering hidden realities, like timing. Lord, when do we go to two services, for example? That's the process. Lord, how do we go to two services? Who do I involve in the process? How do we make this happen? The process. So discernment is hidden realities, timing, process, and also heart motivation. Why? Let me repeat that because that, that, that's good. The voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of discernment, and it shows hidden realities like the timing, which is when, the process, which is how, and the motivation, which is why am I doing what I'm doing. Because I am responsible to discern the things of God by the voice of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Church, the Holy Spirit speaks through His Word. He may speak to you through visions and dreams. He may speak to you through inner promptings. He may speak through signs and wonders like wisdom, knowledge, miracles. And He may speak through messages from someone like me or from someone like your neighbor or from someone at a gathering, or for someone hanging out at the car show, or for someone hanging out at the rodeo, or someone at the race shop, whatever it is. This morning, I want us to, you can go ahead and close up your Bibles, and if you want to stand with me, that would be great. We're going to close this out. I think that if you're like me, maybe you're in this place where I have been and where I am from time to time, God, I need to hear your voice. My family has some big opportunities coming up. And it could be good for my family, or it could really mess things up. It could be good for our church, or it could really mess things up. It could be good for my workplace and my career, or it could really mess things up. It could be even a health decision on what I need to do with this or that, whatever it may be. Lord, what are you saying? And so I want to give you an opportunity this morning while Miss Vicky's just playing quietly, just to ask God to speak to you. Lord, tell him your situation. Lord, you see, I have X. I have this situation coming up. And I desperately need to hear your voice. Go ahead and take a few moments to do that. Holy Spirit, whether it's a, a major issue we're facing or just life in general, 
we do desperately need to hear your voice. I desperately need to hear your voice every single day. Because every single day, my life is on the line in the spiritual sense. The direction that you're leading, the people that you want me to see, the path that you want me to take. I need to hear your voice every single day. Holy Spirit, I ask that you remind us first thing in the morning to listen for your voice. Throughout the day, to listen for your voice. As we're laying our head down at night, to allow you to check us. That we would say, Lord, was I responsible for the word that you gave me today? Help us to be that kind of people. I want to ask today, while I do this every Sunday, that if there's anyone here that you've not received Jesus as your personal Savior, that the Holy Spirit comes in and leads you, and you're like, you know what, I need this leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray that God would forgive me of my sins and that Jesus has died on the cross for my sins, and I want to repent of that today and follow Jesus. Is there anyone here today? Just raise your hand up so I can pray with you. I don't know who I'm praying with. Anybody? So I want to become a Christian today. I want to receive Jesus. Anybody? All right. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the voice of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Dean and Rachel are going to come up. Um, and and I'm, I think I'm hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. This is part of that being responsible. I believe this is what I hear God saying. I, I, I feel that there's some unfinished business from after worship where some folks came to be prayed for. I just think that, man, you've, you've been squirming in your seat. And you need some agreement in prayer. Dean and Rachel are going to be down here. So I encourage you to take that step. God will meet you where you are. He will. So I'll meet you at the back. Dean and Rachel, uh, you guys will pray for us out of here. And uh, we love you so much. I think Stasha will be up here in just a few moments. To She's with the kiddos today. But, uh, but we do. We love you. And we are here for you. Please don't. I just want to say this too. Don't ever hesitate to call us if you need us. All right? We love you. 